Welcome to Christ Church Anglican. We hope that you are blessed by today's sermon. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Bill, did you see that? Uh, I thought you'd like it. <laughs> the, uh, uh, today we are celebrating the choir and the music ministry here, and we're thanking them for what has been a remarkable time of faithfulness in the ministry, of the, in the music ministry here. We, uh, you know, in the Bible it says that even when we are not faithful, God is faithful. And uh, it is true that during this time of COVID, even sometimes when we may not have been as faithful as we'd like to be, the, the music ministry has been consistently faithful and uh, has blessed us over and over and over again. Uh, so thank you so much. And we'll have a reception following this service, but be sure to all of you grab some of the yellow roses and take them home with you. So thank you all. Uh, for the next few Sundays, we're going to be looking at the key to truly fruitful, abundant life. We're going to talk about trusting God, His being able to trust us, and what happens when our whole relationship is based on obedience and trust. On Wednesday night during Seed and Soil, we were studying a portion of Genesis, and it's where God makes His covenant with Abraham. And because God commits both to making the covenant and keeping the covenant, and Abraham really has nothing much to do with it except because God even puts him to sleep during this uh, to demonstrate that it's all God. Uh, God makes the covenant. He keeps the covenant. Uh, Abraham just receives the benefit of the covenant, really. Uh, Abraham's responsibility is to, in turn, trust God and respond in faith. And honestly, it's been that way with God ever since. God initiates, we respond in faith and trust, and his kingdom increases. God initiates, we respond in faith, his kingdom increases. In Proverbs 3, 1 through 10, there are some marvelous words of wisdom for us regarding our relationship with God, and particularly in verses 5 through 10, which we're going to look at. I hope if you got one of those little handouts with everything going on this week, etc., there was a card in there. It may be on the floor by now, but uh, there was a little business card that had Proverbs uh, th 3, 5 through 10 in it, and if not, there were some uh, on the table next to the little leaflets. So uh, if you didn't get one yet, get one on the way out, and I'll go ahead and read this to you uh, just so you know what we're talking about. This is Proverbs 3, 5 through 10. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Doesn't that sound good? Refresh down to the bone, you know. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. Now, a few observations about 5 through 10. These commands are all inclusive. Did you notice there were no exceptions? Okay. Uh, he didn't say, with most of your heart, trust the Lord. He didn't say, sometimes acknowledge him. 
It says all your heart, all your ways, all your produce, no exceptions. Okay? Trusting God is not a part of your life. It is a way of life. It's your way of life if you're a Christian. Second, the promises are conditional. These promises say, God says, if you do this, I'll do this. Okay? We do our part, God does his part. If we trust him completely, if we obey him completely, then he has some wonderful blessings for us as his children. I know it's easy to say, oh yeah, I trust God. But do I do it completely? Do I trust him in everything or do I trust him in some things? Do I trust him in big things but not in small things? Or do I trust him in small things but with the big things I kind of, I may mention it, but you know, God, I really need to hang on to this one. It's too important for you. you know. Have you ever done that? <laughs> this is one of the most significant questions you're going to ask yourself. Do I trust God completely? I've come to the conclusion in my own life that when things are fruitful, when things are good, it's when I am trusting God completely. It's not an easy thing to do in a self-reliant society because our culture tells us to trust in ourselves. But the Christian life is about a trusting relationship with God. It's all about a relationship. Until we get that, we don't understand Christianity. Christianity is all about having a loving, trusting, caring relationship with God. Indeed, God wants us to be partners with him in the family business. And that's our purpose in this life. And that's the key behind the principles of stewardship. Now, when I say the word stewardship, immediately everyone recoils and thinks, oh my God, 10%, what am I going to do? And the funny thing about that is that God wants 100%. <laughs> so stop fretting over 10%. You've got much bigger fish to fry here. God wants all of you. Okay. The principles of God's stewardship are God is trustworthy. God has entrusted or placed within our care the possessions, opportunities, talents, and time that we now experience. And three, we are trustees of everything that God has given us. Your life in Christ is all about trust. You trusting God and God trusting you. That's what it means when he entrusts something into your care. He is trusting you with it. And that's why I hope you'll stay with me for the next few weeks. Because if you trust in God and are trustworthy, the potential for your spiritual growth is enormous. It can truly transform your life. So the first question to ask is, can I trust God? We need to settle that first. And when we're looking at that question, we're going to turn the tables around when we're through and ask, can God trust me? And as we go through this series, I'm asking you to look at yourself. Are you trustworthy? Can you trust? But I'm also asking you to look at our church family. How are we doing in being trustworthy? 
how are we doing in trusting God? Okay. So let's talk about God for a moment. First of all, God's care is constant. When it comes to trusting God, you can rest assured that he gives you and me constant care. Hebrews 13, 5 and 6, keep your life free from love of money and be content with what you have. For God has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? It's nice to be in that position, isn't it? That's a solid promise from God. He always cares for us. And because of that, St. Peter can tell us, cast all your anxieties on God because he cares for you. What if that becomes second nature in your life? To cast all your anxieties on God because he cares for you. Not like, oh, well, I've tried everything else. I guess I'll turn to God, you know. But maybe make that your first reaction to a problem, to a challenge in your life. Turn to God. His care is constant. It's not occasional or sporadic. His care is total. It's not partial. His care is sovereign. Nothing is going to touch you that hadn't touched him first. second thing we can notice is that God's gifts are generous. He not only cares for us, but he is very generous in the gifts he gives us. He's blessed us with talents, with all kinds of blessings and gifts. Notice Psalm 136 says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. He endures forever. His love, his goodness is caring. That doesn't change. God is trustworthy. He wants our trust so deeply, even, that he even gives us a way that we can test his trustworthiness in order that we can strengthen our trust in him. Now, all through the Bible it says, don't, trust, don't test the Lord. Don't test the Lord. But in this one case, God says, test me. Go right ahead. Test me on this so I can prove to you how trustworthy I am. He says in Malachi, bring the full tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and thereby Put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there is no more need. God is worthy of our trust, and he wants you to know that. So let's talk for a moment about developing trust in God. There's the test, which I encourage everyone to take, the trust test that God offers you to bring the full tithe and see if he will not pour down blessing for you until there is no more need. But we can also develop our tr trust muscle by making it a point to trust God in situations, like to trust God in adversity. David says in Psalm 56, 4, In God I trust, I shall not be afraid. And Psalm 34 says, I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. What is David saying He's saying that you and I are responsible to obey and trust God. That's our part, and then God does the rest. But the problem is God asks us to trust and obey him in an area of life that's bigger than we can reason or understand. And so instead of doing our part, which is total trust and obedience, we want to get over on God's side of the equation. Are you sure you know what you're doing? You know, I, 
that's really important right there, and I don't know that you fully grasp just how important that is. This is complex stuff, God. Can you handle it? Well, can the creator of the universe handle your complex problems? Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) he can. We can trust him. Unfortunately, sometimes we just dangle our problem out there in front of God to worry about it for a little while, and then we take it right back. We don't leave it with him. We got to leave it with him so we can work on it, okay? And trust is saying, God, I don't know all your plans. I don't know how you're going to help me, but I do know that you love me, and I know that you care for, care for me constantly, so I am turning my life over to you. I am putting my life in your hands. I tell you, sometimes I've had to say that prayer when I just didn't have a clue what to do. And I say, God, I know that before me there is A that leads to an awful problem, and there's B that leads to something equally awful. So I am putting this before you and giving it to you and praying for you to bring up C that gets us out of this. (laughs) And you know, God answers that prayer. He'll give you C when all you have is A and B and they both look bad. But you'll have to let him do that. If you could do C, you wouldn't have had to go to him in the first place. And then we need to learn to trust God in plenty. Now that might seem like a normal thing to do, but really it's not. It's surprising how often we forget about God when things are good. Psalm 107 says, Thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of man. The extent to which we genuinely thank God for the blessings he provides is an indicator of the depth of our trust in him. Go to bed at night trusting and thanking God. If you go to bed at night thanking God for every blessing he has given you, you will fall asleep before you get finished. When we're blessed, there's a tendency for us, though, to either trust in ourselves or trust in our blessings. We run to God quickly when we have problems, but we tend to ignore God when we're being blessed. There's a tendency for us to think, yeah, I'm in pretty good shape. Look what I did there. And we begin to believe we're self-reliant. We become like children who have no idea how dependent they are on their parents. You know, a child runs away from home and five minutes later he's back because, you know, didn't know everything that that was going to take. <laughs> you know? Adulting is hard work. But this leads us to the third area of developing trust, and that's to trust God as your source. Trust in God himself rather than what God gives you, okay? See, the stuff God gives us, that's not good news. That's nice, but God is the good news. God himself and that relationship. Everything comes from that, but it's that relationship. It's that person that matters. We trust the job instead of realizing that God provided the job. We trust our health instead of realizing that God provides our health. You know what's been wrecking this country for decades? Is America was founded on God's word. More so than any nation 
since the nation of Israel. We have, we're founded on God's word, God's will, God's provision, trusting in God. In God we trust. It used to mean something literally. And our faithfulness led to enormous blessings. But the blessings caused us to take our eyes off of God. We were so blessed that we came to believe in ourselves. We came to believe in America rather than believing in the God who blesses America. And unless there is broad and heartfelt repentance in our nation, America will experience the same hardships endured by Israel. So I do hope that we're going to see repentance in this nation, and it can begin with us in our own hearts. But even if our nation does not repent, God's word tells us there is a place for those who do repent. And that is where I pray we will find ourselves. In Proverbs 18, 10 and 11, we read, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous man runs into it and is safe. That's a beautiful picture of trust. Now, listen to what happens next, what's said next. A rich man's wealth is his strong city, and like a high wall in his imagination. In his imagination is like a high wall, okay? It's very simple what he's saying. He's saying those who already trust in the Lord, when they have an issue or need, they immediately go to the Lord. But those who have possessions, some of them make them like a fort, And they look at that fort and they say, my possessions will keep me safe. What's your high wall? Because, folks, really, it's hard to find anyone in this nation who, according to the rest of the world, isn't pretty darned affluent. We're all remarkably affluent compared to a large, large part of the world. We're all just relatively affluent one to the other. But your high wallet may be your savings account. It may be your your job. It may be your health. It's easy for us to trust all of these things and not trust God as the source and foundation. But what happens when these things are taken away from you? And you are left naked and defenseless. In closing, let me say this. The bottom line is, if you trust in yourself, then you're choosing to go it alone, and that will only lead to disappointment and destruction. But if you trust in God, then you have the creator of the universe on your side. And he will never be defeated. So this week, as you're thinking, man, that was a good sermon Father Henry gave on Sunday. (laughs) Ask yourself, who do I trust? In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for tuning in. For more information, feel free to visit us online at ccanglican.com. We hope you will join us again soon.